We turn again to our scripture. Uh, today we are going to be reading two Old Testament passages, one from uh, the book of 1 Samuel and the other from the prophet Isaiah. Listen for the word of our Lord. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his room. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then Samuel called Samuel, Samuel, here I am, he said, and ran to Eli, and he said, here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call, lie down again, so he went and lay down. The Lord called again, Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call, my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not know that the Lord, did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel again a third time, and he got up and went to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, go, lie down. And if he calls you, you shall say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood there calling as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. And then from the book of Isaiah, seek the Lord while he may be found, call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their way and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them return to the Lord that he may have mercy on them. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. By your grace and through your mercy, we pray that you would allow these words to come to point to the word just read, and the word made flesh in Jesus Christ, for we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So it was fourth grade at George W. Hodgins Elementary School in Paramus. We were learning about how light reflects off of mirrors in science, and my teacher, Mrs. Hulse, put together these puzzles to keep us busy once we finished what I now know it to be, some standardized test. All I heard in the instructions was that how we did on this test didn't matter and that we could keep busy with these puzzles once we completed the test, which was way more interesting than doing any standardized test. So I took out my number two pencil and I started bubbling in circles without ever reading a single question and handed in my, James, you're laughing at that, and handed in my test in what was absolutely record time. And can you imagine the shock my parents had when they were called into the office to discuss what I can only imagine was a historically low score on that test? And to my defense, all that I said was that the teacher said that the grade didn't matter. And then I found out that it was all about the placement for fifth grade classes. You know, bad things happen sometimes when you don't listen. Now juxtapose that with another story from my childhood. And the story is something that you have to be a certain age to appreciate, and I think that most of us in here are of that age. 
And there was a time when not everything was digital in our world. And during the long days of summer, my best friend Jimmy and I would set up a tent in his backyard. And I would finish dinner and I would run over to his house and on a Panasonic radio, we would carefully tune the dial and adjust the antenna so that we could pick up Yankees games. Ever so gently trying to pick up the voice of Bill White giving the play-by-play. And we'd be completely riveted to every word that he said. You know, it's amazing what you will do when you really care to listen. I suppose that's one of the reasons that we are here this morning, at least I hope that we are. That we are interested to some degree in hearing what the voice of God might say. When the alarm clock went off this morning, we decided to get up and out of bed. We got ourselves ready. We drove to church to sing our songs, to pray our prayers, and we've been listening to what the Word of God might say to us today. This is how we tune in on Sunday mornings. You know, we're not the only people who are looking to hear the voice of God. There are plenty of people who don't go to church but are also interested to some degree in what God might have to say. And they find all sorts of ways to tune in because the truth is that God speaks in all sorts of ways. It's one of those things that we find out when we read the Bible. God speaks in many ways and to all sorts of people in all sorts of places. It may not be an audible voice. Moses had a burning bush. The wise men had a star. The disciples saw and heard Jesus. Paul had a blinding light. God speaks in all sorts of ways. And one of the common mistakes that we can make when reading the Bible is to think that God speaks only in special effects. That if you're really going to hear God, it's likely going to be in a supernatural way, some bolt of lightning, some voice from heaven. That's how God gets our attention. That's often how we think about it, right? That God is this divine being trying to get our attention. Yeah, God, if you ever want to speak to me, if you ever want to get my attention, it better be something supernatural. Because I'm really busy. And I've got things to do. You know, I often wonder if that's one of the greatest challenges in the world today. To sense and to hear God in the midst of all of the other noise that is around us. If you really want to get my attention, it better be a loudspeaker from the skies. Then I'm all ears. You know, sometimes maybe that does happen to people. It's never happened to me. But even though I have never gotten the loudspeaker from the sky, it doesn't change the fact that God is speaking all the time. The psalmist declares that the heavens declare the glory of God. Jesus says that the kingdom of God is in your midst. The spirit blows where it wills and Jesus promises the spirit to dwell within each one of us. God speaks every moment, every waking moment and every non-waking moment. God is always speaking. In the Bible, in creation, in your conscience, God is speaking. But God isn't necessarily concerned about trying to get your attention. God is happy to wait for you and me to give our attention. I love this story in 1 Samuel. 
how this young religious student Samuel is in the court of Eli. And he's lying down and he hears what is the voice of God, but he's not necessarily listening for the voice of God. He hears it, and when he hears a voice, he thinks that it's Eli, his teacher, calling him. So he goes to Eli and says, what do you want? And Eli says, I didn't say anything. Go back to bed. He hears the voice again, and again he goes to Eli. And Eli says again, I didn't say anything. Go back to bed. And it happens a third time, and by this time, Eli finally figures it out. And he says to Samuel, go back to bed. And if you hear that voice again, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. You've been speaking all the time, God, but speak again because now you've got my attention. And the Lord speaks and Samuel gives God attention. And Samuel is enfolded by this wonderful movement of God. He's brought into the unfolding story of God and goes on to become one of the wise judges of Israel. Do you have any interest in being enfolded into the beautiful movement of God? We all get enfolded by a lot of different things, don't we? For some of us, it may be a love for baseball or Maybe it's our work, or maybe it's a deadline or family commitments. We all get enfolded into something. But what is more important and beautiful and gracious than being brought into the movement of God? What would it mean for you and me if we were to give our moments over to being brought in the gracious, gracious and loving and beautiful movement of God? You know, last week we sung a hymn that we often sing here. It was called, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. I'm sure that most of you know this hymn, at least the first verse of the hymn. It's a hymn that we learned in our youth, and it's got a nice tune, and in my youth, I never gave it a thought. But when I got to college, I went to Gordon College, and three times a week, we had chapel services. And right before the sermon of the day, we would sing the first hymn of Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. And when we got to the line, tune my heart to sing thy praise, I began to listen. It prepared me for worship. It enfolded me into the movement of God. It tuned my heart to sing and to listen. And to this day, every time that hymn is sung, it tunes my heart to listen. The peace hasn't changed but I have changed in relation to it. It's become more important to me through the years. It's one thing to have a piece of music, to sing it, to allow it, to maybe even to play it. But it's another thing to pay attention to it and to allow it to enfold you. The music doesn't run after you to get your attention, no. The music waits for you to give it your attention. You know, those of us who would dare to desire to be brought into the beautiful movement of God, we who would dare to hear God speak, we who would wonder what life might be like if we were to listen and to take the Spirit of God into our lives to allow the words of Jesus to transform us, we might begin realizing that God is not in the business of getting our attention. No, the music's already there. And God is speaking all the time. And the question is, are we going to give God our attention? 
because God's ways are not our ways, says Isaiah. And God's thoughts are not our thoughts. The score of God's voice may not be a score that we've even ever heard before, so we pay attention and we listen. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. And so we lie down and we pause. Maybe we take out our earphones or turn off the radio and the TV and we become silent. Maybe we watch events that are going on in our world and we wonder about them and we open up the pages of the Bible and we read them and we read them and we read them. And we bow our heads and we pray and in our prayer we speak. But then we stop. And then we listen. And we listen more than we speak. And we wonder, what are you telling me, Jesus? What are you telling me? We take long walks and we ponder the land and the water and the sky. And as human beings, we know that the earth is full of God's goodness. And that goodness is trying to speak to us. The teacher giving us instruction and we lean in and we listen. And we tune in and we listen. We go back to our Bibles and we read some more and we make ourselves available. And we pay attention. And we practice and fall in love with it and we let God exercise God's right to free speech. We talk all the time about free speech, but how about allowing God to have free speech and that we pay attention to our God we let it seep into our lives and we fall so in mu much in love with God's expression in our hearts and our minds and our souls that we give it our hearts and our minds and our souls and our strength. And we get to play the tune that the composer always intended for us to play. And maybe, just maybe, we even begin to live as Jesus wanted us. Because long ago, the composer made his way inside of us and began to shape us. Because God is always moving, right? God is always moving forward with grace and love and wants to embrace and enfold us. And when we let the voice of God, when we let the music of God make its way into us, we allow, our, we allow ourselves to be brought into this beautiful movement of God. Because we've been embraced and lost in the wonder of the composer. And all of what we do begins to reflect God's glory. Speak, Lord, speak. For yes, now, thy servant is listening. Amen.